0: Hello and welcome back to the RLS podcast. We're on series two now, we're in 2022 um, and we're back with a solo podcast. So today, what we're going to be speaking about is nutrition for football players. However, this could quite easily apply to any team store team sports players so rugby hockey basketball whatever you want to consider and um, but I understand the majority of people listening to this will be football players and um, and again this could apply to public semi-pro professional whoever you want it to apply to it could apply to you and um, I understand that as we drop down the levels there's less consideration for this and it doesn't matter quite as much however, if you want to gain that little extra, I would argue it's probably more than just a five or 10%, you could genuinely be gaining around about 25%. Again, not very easy to quantify, but you could be gaining a lot of performance benefits from actually focusing on your nutrition. So, um, And again, guys, I just want to say thank you to everyone that has listened to the podcast so far. Um, I don't know. I think we're on around about it's like 1,500 listens overall now, which is is unreal. Um, and I didn't really expect it to get that much um, that much um, that many listeners, sorry, um over the past however many months I've been doing it now. It's time two months. Um so yeah, unreal. Um I'm really hoping the post doesn't come to the door today because well, one was here about five minutes ago, um, a delivery driver, and he about panned the window in with knocking on it. Um, so hopefully he doesn't come back anytime soon. So What's involved? What are we going to speak about today? I'm going to talk about the absolute basics and how nutrition on a seven-day basis throughout the week is actually going to affect your overall performance. Why carbohydrate is absolutely crucial and why we are probably not eating enough of it. Well, I know that's incredible. I think everyone thinks we're eating too many carbs. However, if you are an athlete, there's sometimes a good chance you're not eating enough in the right places at the right times. So have a think about that. Hydration, again, very basic, but kind of neglected and we're going to be thinking about game day prep so game day minus one the day before we're going to be thinking about your nutrition on the day and we're going to be thinking about your nutrition during the game and after the game and so these are all massively important the biggest mistakes you can make in terms of nutrition um in general and on match day because i know i have made them all i've made absolutely every single one um, and Sometimes my perceived knowledge of nutrition has actually let me down a few times, and um, because I thought I knew better than other people, or I thought I knew better than the advice I was meant to be taking. Um, we'll be thinking about the perfect prep for game day, and we'll be thinking about essentially what to eat on on match day minus one, on match day, and match day plus one. Um, so that is going to be what's involved throughout. So when I talk about the basics, what are the basics? So the basics might not actually be the basics for you. Um, You may be at a level whereby you are playing for a semi-professional team, you're playing for a professional team, and your nutrition is pretty good. Um, You may just need to be adding in these little tiny bits and pieces, these little fine-tuning aspects of nutrition to actually get get a little bit more out of it. However, you may be on the other end of the, the spectrum, and you may be eating like absolute shit, you've got no protein in your diet, you are eating whatever, whenever, um, before a game of football. Um, you may even be going out bevying the night before. Um, shout out to our both Vicks. um And it may actually be a bit of a mess right now. So some of this stuff's going to be the icing on the cake. And you might actually not really need to be thinking about this stuff right now. You may be needing to think about the absolute basics. So consider that as you're listening to this, if you're someone and your nutrition is totally, just totally off right now, and you know it's not good, You'll still take knowledge from this. Don't get me wrong. Um, But you may need to start looking at the basics first. Um, Are you having things like, are you eating enough fruit and vegetables? Again, I'm not going to try and be your mum right now or your school teacher and tell you to eat five a day. But again, things like this. Um, Are you hydrating well throughout the day? Are you actually drinking water or do you drink Monster Energy all day long? Um, Is your body composition like way out of whack right now? Again, this could be in terms of you are a little bit too overweight right now. And again, it's completely not up to me to decide if someone's too overweight or not it's just a case of if you do not feel fit enough or you do not feel in good shape for football right now and um, again there may be different things to consider before we consider performance nutrition and, and again you may be incredibly incredibly lean and that in itself is not actually of benefit to you during a game of football I know there's a lot of footballers that are very lean um but there's also a few that are very very good players that do not have very low body fat Lionel Messi being one of them is not necessarily shredded. To the bone he's just a good football player um and then recovering um after training and recovering after games um again this is something that needs to be taken into consideration like are you do you have the right things in place um post training say for example you train three times a week um, monday wednesday thursday something like that are you actually recovering well after training is your nutrition in place <clears throat> excuse me after that um with kind of things like sufficient amount that sufficient amount of calories do you have enough protein in your diet are you actually replacing the carbohydrates lost after training or are you just going home um having a glass of water and then cracking off to your bed again you're not going to die but it's probably not going to be good for your recovery um moving on so we're going to go quite quite extensively into carbohydrates and why why would you why do you need carbohydrates um carbohydrates when people think of carbohydrates they may be thinking of things like pasta um, and be thinking of things like pizza they may be thinking of things like potatoes um, and again you're right that's what a carbohydrate is but why do we need why do we need these for exercise well carbohydrates essentially fill the muscle with what's called glycogen it's essentially a fuel to the muscle um and basically what this fuels is fast intense actions so think about on a football pitch when you are sprinting changing direction jumping and um, this is fueled by glycogen so this is essentially the fuel that makes the muscle contract and um, so without this we will find it very hard to contract in an explosive manner we'll find it very hard to move quickly and um, i'm not saying that you won't be able to move quickly your fitness and your strength will get you by to a certain extent. But if the muscle is fully depleted of glycogen, aka carbohydrate, then you're going to feel a little bit sluggish. You're going to feel a little bit slow. So this is why we need carbohydrates. This is what they're doing in the muscle. So let's split it into our two groups now. So, excuse me, think about carbohydrates in two groups. We've got simple and we've got complex. So simple carbohydrates will be things like sweets and... again, potentially chocolate, like white bread. Um, These will be things that once we eat them, they are a short, sharp injection of carbohydrate into the muscle. However, they don't last very long. So if we were to eat loads and loads of sweets, we would get what you call a sugar rush. And that's a quick dose of carbohydrate into the muscle. um, But it would run off very quickly. Then when we think about complex carbohydrates, we've got to think about um, potatoes, um, certain pastas, whole grain breads, and um, think about kind of oats, things like that. When we think about them, those are complex carbohydrates, whereby they they will last a little bit longer. They'll be like a short kind of dose into the muscle, and these, these will last a lot longer. The, the energy that you gather from these will actually be able to be maintained over a longer period of time. So now that you know what complex and simple carbohydrates are, um, we can understand why we would want to use these at the right times. So, <clears throat> moving forward, we'll go back to that. Um, if we have no carbohydrate available, high-intensity efforts will suffer. And um, Keto enthusiasts would, be, would like to tell you different, um, but it's not true. Um, so, let's consider when we're actually playing a game of football. During a game of football, we need our glycogen stores to be to a certain level. Um, now, a lot of the evidence will suggest that During a game of football, if we allow glycogen levels to go below 50%, again, there's no way of measuring this while you're on a football pitch, um, you'll essentially fall off a cliff. If we let them go below 50%, even lower, then things like speed, things like change of direction, things like concentration, um, focus, and our general skill level will just go out the window. um, And have a think about this, in a sense, remember maybe you played a game where it went to extra time, and you felt like the last ten minutes you were just absolutely running on empty, and you were just swinging your leg at the ball and just hoping that it hit it. There was a good chance you're probably not doing any step overs um, in the last minute of extra time, um, and if you are, you're, you're some sort of machine because you wouldn't find me doing that. I can't do a step over anyway. But and again, think of it in the sense of the last time that you did a really really long run. When you got to the last couple of miles of that run, you probably felt like you were almost on autopilot. You felt like you were just running, but you didn't actually know you were running. You just got your head down and just thought, All right, let's get this over and done with. And there wasn't much going on in your brain. You were probably just thinking, let's get let's get this finished. Now imagine if we were in that autopilot state on a game in a game of football in the last ten minutes. There's a good chance that the strikers will run past you. If you're a defender, there's a good chance that you're going to just be falling on your arse. You're not really going to be able to make quick, fast, good decisions on a football pitch in terms of passing, shooting. Um, again, you may make a sloppy tackle in the last minutes um, because you're absolutely knackered. And you'll feel it in your brain because your brain will be tired, your decisions will be slower, but you'll also feel it in your legs. Again, that's the most obvious place. Now, what this actually is is, yes, it's, it's fatigue in the muscle, but it's also a lack of carbohydrate in the muscle. It's a lack of carbohydrate or a lack of um, glucose going into the brain, meaning that you're making slow decisions, you're tired. So with that in mind, why would it not be then a good idea to make sure we have enough carbohydrate available to us within the last 15, 20 minutes of a game, why would it not be a great idea for us to have carbohydrate available throughout the full game so that we're making these decisions quicker? We're not getting so fatigued near the end of the game. We're not falling on our arse looking stupid because we're absolutely knackered at the end of the game. Now, obviously, you've got to consider that overall fitness levels of you, how much training you've been doing, um, how much kind of time's been spent on the training pitch is obviously going to be the main factor in there. However, if you are underfed, if you're depleted of carbohydrate, then there's a massive chance that you're not you're going to kind of be you're going to be struggling. So that's kind of the information I'm going to give you about carbohydrates, and just take that into consideration now and have a think about the fact of when you're playing football right now. Um, how are you feeling? Do you feel like you've been putting the work in on the training pitch? Do you feel like okay at training after a full day's work? I go to training, I feel pretty good, um, but I step on a football pitch. It just goes all out the window. I'm absolutely knackered by sixty minutes. I'm really struggling. How I think about that just now. Um, so again, another thing to consider is how I think about the last time you played off having nothing to eat. You might have just been a kick about with your pals. You might have just rushed to training um, or rushed to a late game midweek um, after work and not had anything to eat or not had just literally not had anything. Um, have a feeling about. Have a feeling. Sorry. Have a think about how you felt during that game. There's a good chance you probably felt just groggy, a little bit slow. There was no sort of explosiveness. You just felt like you were kind of just like jogging around the park with nothing to give. Um, and another shout out to Max Reed who seems to be able to do this every single week. And it's, um, it's a little bit of an outlier to the science, but he seems to be able to run about after eating absolutely nothing for about 24 hours. So um, shout out to you. Um, but and again, especially as the game moves forward, you're going to feel it even more. Yeah. Um, so we'll move on to how you can utilise carbs on match day um, in a little bit. So let's take a step back from kind of carbohydrates and let's have a think about midweek. Let's think about Monday to Friday. Let's think about your training week. So obviously football training is is something that you you need to consider nutrition around about football training. But for the majority of my clients, we are we're not professional footballers but we are training two to three times a week and we're playing on the weekend therefore why would we not want to consider nutrition um so again tell you a little story about some of the stuff i used to do now and taking into consideration what what your other goals are in life you may have a goal to kind of put on muscle you may have a goal to lose body fat now you've got to take this into consideration um when you are kind of thinking about carbohydrates and when you're thinking about performance nutrition but we'll come back to that so What I used to do is I used to go to football training after a day's work, and I used to see this as an opportunity to burn calories. Now, I would be going into these training sessions heavily depleted of food in general, um, thinking to myself, "Right, I just need to get through this hour and a half of football training." Think of how intense a game uh, a game of football is. Think about how intense your training usually is, and if you're doing lots of short, sharp running and boxes and stuff like that. I've seen this as an opportunity to burn calories. However, I would argue that you should never really be seeing football training as an opportunity to burn calories. You should be seeing it as an opportunity to improve your game, an opportunity to work on your skill level. Um, Again, don't get me wrong, you're going to get fitter, you're going to be able to work physically, but try not to see it as an opportunity to add an extra bit of, calorie burn to your overall deficit because that's what I used to do and it used to be ridiculous and a lot of my skill level probably suffered um, because I was going into these training sessions really struggling to upkeep my skill to the last kind of five minutes and um, and probably that's why I blame not having a left foot to this day um and again with training let's think about some of the basics let's think about if you finish work at five and you're straight up the road for training can we get something in there can we get something quick in there some sort of carbohydrate um again it could be something quite as simple as just like a wrap with chicken even just something get something in there before training because it is going to mean that you don't totally deplete yourself through that training session afterwards when you finish training there's a good chance you're going to be doing something again the next day if that's training in the gym that's another training session at football if you are someone that plays professional um, or pro youth we need to then think about they might even finish training at half eight at nine it's going to be a good idea to get something in after that training session if you're going straight to bed after eating nothing your body again i keep using this word it is going to be depleted of carbohydrate it's going to be depleted of food and um, if we don't have any carbs in there if we don't have any protein in there your recovery is going to be limited it's going to mean that you wake up the next morning feeling even sorer. and you're going to feel even grogier you're going to feel harder to even get up in the morning and um, So I would definitely recommend getting a meal in that's a pretty substantial meal was going to be a good idea. If you can go home and get your tea after football training, I would recommend that um, rather than kind of eating before a big meal. And again, you've you've all done it before where you've eaten like fish and chips or something like that. And they went to training an hour later and felt absolutely horrendous. Um, But again, my number one tip right now would be if you don't like going home and having your tea, protein shake is going to be an absolute game changer. Just get a protein shake in there or a smoothie, something with some sort of fruit in it, at least 25 grams of protein, and then you'll be on to a winner. Um so let's move on to the actual setup of match day. So when we're thinking about our match day, we've got to be thinking 24 hours before. We've got to be thinking about match day minus one. So I kind of wanted to do it in this way. So I want you to have a look in your head right now at your match day minus one match day and match day plus one so well after the match and then the day after of the match so right now again i'm going to use an example of the way that mines used to look like so match day minus one would probably be spent in liquid in dundee um drinking vks um not the best source of carbohydrate it would then be the morning after or probably be having some sort of like bacon roll fry up or something like that. Um, And then I'd probably just drink tan loads of he said before the game. Um, And then after the game, I'd probably be way out again. So that's probably a bad example of the way to work on your performance nutrition for football. So what it should ideally look like. Now, I'm going to explain this very briefly and then I'm going to go into a little bit more detail. Um, So what it should ideally look like. The night before, um, again, your nutrition throughout the day you don't really need to be thinking about it on Friday morning. If you're playing on Saturday at 3pm, Friday morning, we're not really needing to consider it so much. However, when we get to our final meal of the day, when we get to our dinner meal on Friday night, this is when it really starts. This is when we need to start considering how we're setting up for the game for the next day. Um, so we should be thinking about having some sort of, some sort of high carbohydrate meal um the night before. We should be thinking about then getting a, bit of protein in um, and it should be a quite a substantial meal but I'll go into more detail about that in just a minute next morning get a good sleep get up um, and if we're playing at three o'clock six hours before that three o'clock kickoff we should be thinking about having another meal and um, this one should be perhaps the most substantial one of the day and um, quite a big meal probably two parts carbohydrate sorry two parts carbohydrate and then one part protein is probably going to be a decent ratio um, but again majority carbohydrates then we want to work in a nutritious nutritionist that i've spoken to before called chris Lowe. he talks about the the law of halves so we need to think about six hours before the game three hours before the game and 1.5 hours before the game so six hours we're gonna have that most substantial meal then three hours before we're gonna half the size of that meal and then 1.5 hours before we're gonna half the size of that meal slash portion because it's undoubtedly not going to be a meal. Um, during the game, we'll think about refueling at half time. After the game, we'll think about getting a decent, substantial meal, and this could be where you chuck in this fun food um, or this takeaway or this meal out. And then the day after, um, we're not going to speak about too much. So what we need to consider um, when we are talking about match day minus one, we need to think about how hard has your work week been? How long do you think you're going to play on the Saturday? When was your last training session? What time is kickoff? What do you think the weather's going to be like? How far do you need to travel? Um, and then think about preparing for those ref- the refueling strategies that you're going to use throughout the game. So all these considerations taken into play will allow you to inform how much you might need to eat. Um, just had something pop up. How much you might need to eat on match day minus one. So this is the this is kind of the overall recommendation and again this is kind of modified on what i think is actually realistic for a semi-pro footballer because they recommend that you load around about four to six grams of carbohydrate per kilogram of body weight now if you do the calculation based on say like an 85 kilogram meal um you could be talking anything like 400 grams of pasta in that meal at dinner now that is a lot of pasta. So my recommendation is more something towards like three to five grams of carbs per kilogram of body weight. Um, Again, it's still going to be quite a bit, but this is going to mean that you're fully fueled for the morning after because realistically, we don't want to go and eat a meal this big the morning of the game because it's going to be way too much. So what this is going to do, this is going to allow us to really fill up those glycogen stores, really fill up that kind of make all those carbohydrates available for that intense game that we're going to play the next day. Um what you want to also consider is eating something like a complex carbohydrate, as I spoke about before, whereby it'll be something like potatoes, pasta, whole grain bread, um, just something quite fibrous. Um but we want to also consider having quite low fats. So when we talk about fats, like perhaps having a big, massive like steak is maybe not going to be the best thing. It's maybe not gonna sit too well. Um, reason that high fats don't sit so well is because gastric emptying of the stomach takes a little bit longer and um, for fats and proteins and um, a lot longer than it will do for carbohydrates so there's a good chance that that may sit in your stomach longer than the morning you may not actually get to go to the toilet before you play the game of football therefore you feel a little bit heavier um, so that's match day minus one to go over that again you want to make sure that you have around about three to five grams of carbs per kilogram of body weight um, in that dinner meal um, try to keep it low fat and just keep your protein at normal um, and again it comes down to if you're tracking calories this makes it a lot easier to kind of understand so match day um so you have fueled up you've done your carb load the night before um, you are then ready for what you could i suppose call your breakfast meal um, and again we're basing this on a 3 p.m kickoff so we want to make sure that it's at least six hours before kickoff, that first meal, um, because it's going to be a pretty big one um, and we're going to need to give enough time to digest that. So if you're sleeping until like two hours before kickoff, then this kind of goes out the window. However, if you're up six hours before kickoff, then you're sorted and you can go and you can properly go with this. So what you really want to consider, again, low protein, low fats, high carbs. So you're looking at something like a bowl of oats with maybe some honey and some like berries in it and um, there's no problem with having a little bit of protein in that but just try not to overdo it um, and try not to lamp like loads of peanut butter in it or anything like that because again as i spoke about um the fats are going to sit a lot heavier in your stomach and they're going to feel make you feel a little bit groggy Um, or something like toast and scrambled eggs is probably going to be a good idea again i know there's fats and protein and eggs but i mean just lamping like five bits of toast in your mouth is probably not going to be the tastiest. Um, again, this meal does not have to be massive. It's completely dependent on your appetite and um, how much you typically eat and how much you know sits how much you know, you can essentially eat without it giving you major indigestion or acid reflux. So three hours before kickoff, we then think about half the portion um, and having something um, a little bit different, perhaps this could be a lunch meal. Um, and again, be careful with the size of this you don't want to make it too big because again it's 3 hours but if you know your digestion's not very good then having just a little bit too much might not sit too well again think about not probably not any red meats no high fats um why because again it takes longer to go through that process um and it'll just be sitting in your gut while you run about and you know that feeling where you feel kind of like you're always burping or you feel like you're really bloated or you go into the pitch and feel heavy um, this is the danger of eating too many fats or too, too much protein in this meal. So something like, like a bowl of pasta would be really good at this time. And um, again, there's no problem with using a little bit of protein in there, just get chuck a little bit of chicken in there. And um, there's not going to be any problem because realistically, a, a bowl of bland pastas is, is not really going to be it's not going to be the best thing to eat on a Saturday morning. Um, so that's going to be something you could consider. And, um, and then when we move 1.5 hours to around about an hour before kickoff. This is where you want to think about carbs only. So we could think about something like a banana, an orange, a bottle of Lucasade, um, a cereal bar, some sort of gels. Um, you've got the SIS gels. Again, other brands that are available, um, but these are going to be things that are going to work quite well. They're all easily digestible, and these are more towards the the simple carbohydrates that I spoke about before. The, the quickly kind of the quickly digesting they're going to be a short sharp shot of carbohydrate right into your bloodstream and they're going to mean that you get that nice kind of that lift before kickoff um and this and we're able to follow all this and um, this should lead you into a game feeling fueled pretty fully i am um, feeling pretty tight but not bloated and heavy Um, And again, I'm not going to pretend that you're going to be able to do this the first time and it's going to work bang on. It will take a slight bit of trial and error. um, But it's definitely something that I've implemented this season. And it's made me feel so much like I can last so much longer and I don't feel too heavy. And generally, performance has been at a decent level. Some people may argue differently. (laughs) So then we're moving into halftime. Or during the game so what can you do to make sure that you don't drop off so right now let's think of this as a little bit of a contingency plan but you could also do it after having done everything that I've just discussed and if you're getting to a point whereby you're you've hit half time and you're just feeling a little bit look I just I've got no energy I'm feeling a little bit heavy legged then something you definitely need to do is refuel with carbohydrates again i keep going on about carbohydrates but it's because they're so important Um, so what we would kind of look at doing is lucas aid sport is going to be a great one gatorade powerade whatever it is that you prefer and um, perhaps alongside one of those gels those carbohydrate gels and um, these are going to be a great way of again getting that short sharp dose of carbohydrate into your muscle so that you can then perform later on in the game and um, it's going to be optimal for you to be able to do this because again carbohydrates are continuously depleting throughout a high intensity bout of exercise which is what football is um so just refueling at halftime is going to mean that you keep it above that threshold so remember i talked about that 50 percent drop off if we can keep us above that then our skill level our passing accuracy all these different things that are really important on a football pitch are going to stay to a really good level um unless you can't kick a ball straight like i can um then there's nothing a carbohydrate can do for you, but we need to take all, all measures that we can. Um So, yeah, if we really want to, we can. It's good to be prepared as well. You can make sure that you've just got loads of lucas in your football bag or you've got loads of these gels in your bag. It's something I definitely do. Um And it just means that even if you did miss breakfast or even if you didn't really get enough food in before the game, then at least you've got this contingency plan. But I would still argue that it's it's a good thing to do, regardless if you've eaten all those meals you've carb loaded or you've not. I think it's a great idea to be able to refuel at half time. So hydration, like this is possibly the most simple one in the world. Um if we aren't hydrating appro- appropriately, then performance is going to fall. It's it's going to drop. We're going to feel cramps a lot earlier. Our muscles are going to feel fatigued. And um, we're generally just we're just not going to we're then go, not going to allow those the glucose and the energy to get to the places that we need to get it to because hydration just is going to help this kind of stuff so my recommendation would be for hydration it was obviously just, again, keep it really simple and just say drink lots of water, but try to sip Try not to absolutely neck a bottle of water just before you go on the football pitch, because again, it's probably just going to mean that it's going to come back up. Um, think about 300 milliliters to 500 milliliters every hour the morning of the game. Um, so just constantly sipping throughout throughout the morning, just making sure that you're constantly hydrated, having some in the warm up um, before you go out for the game. Um, and at halftime, obviously, you want to take on a decent amount of water. Again, if it's hot, then you're going to need to take on a little bit more than that. Um, if it's cold, it's still important to take on as much water as you can. Um, so this is something that's it's, it's quite simple, but again, it's not always done. So couple of considerations that you might want to take um, and a couple of things that, a couple of mistakes I probably made over the year. Um, so with all that I've said there and all the information that I've given you, it doesn't matter if I tell you To eat toast and scrambled eggs, or I tell you to eat oats with berries, you then need to think about the foods that you digest well and the foods that make you feel good on the football pitch. You can take my advice, use it as a guideline, and then stick the foods that you know you like within those guidelines. It's going to be your best bet because if I then tell you to go and eat something that you've probably never eaten before on match day, something completely different, something that's just like, well, I've never eaten that in my life, but Ryan says I should eat that for football performance, there's a good chance. You're going end up shitting yourself at half time because you're like, I've never eaten that before. There's probably not a good chance, but you need to then take your own likes and dislikes um, into consideration when planning for something like this. So think about the foods you digest well. Think about the foods that make you feel good. Um, and again, once you've kind of been through a little trial and error process with this, find an approach that works for you on match day. Find an approach that you felt good with. You felt that like you lasted 90 minutes and your skill level was kept to a decent standard and stick with it. Have your match day set up. And I promise you once, you, once you've found it, you can use it for the rest of your career. Um, unfortunately, I only probably found mine this season. Um, and that's the reason I don't play for Real Madrid. So it's slightly annoying. But again, something that I see all the time and something I've probably done myself as well is when I see football teams or groups of players going out for breakfast before the games, this is all fine and well, the camaraderie always there that's a shit word i don't know why i've just used that um (laughs) the guys are all together having breakfast which is fine and well but we're going to these fancy breakfast places and getting things like eggs benedict um eggs royal royal and like pancakes and stuff like that and especially when you consider like i've seen so many guys getting eggs benedict and yeah it's good it's really good don't get me wrong but eggs like say we're getting two eggs on there talking like oh i don't know how many grams of fat and then we've got the hollandaise sauce which is a lot of fat and then we've got avocado on there as well and we've got all this butter on there as well and then they go and step into the into the warm-up and they're like oh, I don't feel very well like my stomach's properly churning it's because you've eaten so much fat in one sitting um, and now I know a lot of the boys that I play with I've done do things like this all the time um, and it's, it's not the worst thing in the world to do however it's probably the reason you feel pretty shitty going into the warm-up and you feel like you need to constantly keep going to the toilet because your stomach will just be an absolute bits Um, and again you've probably paused that off with a coffee as well or maybe two coffees um, and it's just going to mess up your stomach so we'd probably recommend finding something that you like to eat for breakfast on a Saturday morning and sticking with it because anything out with the norm is probably going to make your stomach churn quite a bit Um, and my last bit of advice What was it again? Um, If you're terrible at football, you should just ignore all of this and just go for 10 points the night before a game, followed by a fry-up in the morning. Um, So that's probably what I'm going to do this Saturday. But no, in all seriousness, the main things to now consider are hydration. First of all, this is going to be totally basic. Hydrate through the week. Can you now think about cleaning up your nutrition on a monday to friday basis before you actually start considering this performance nutrition approach there's nothing going to be it's not going to be wrong to consider this without considering your nutrition it's going to benefit you regardless but let's think about are we getting adequate adequate protein are we getting a wide range of foods in our diet are we actually controlling calories if we feel like we are either too too lean or we are too overweight can we first think about actually beginning to start to count calories so we can get an idea for this to how much protein we actually have in our diet or how many calories we have in our diet can we then consider recovery after training are we actually eating anything are we actually eating anything that's good um are we now can we now then after that think about getting a little set up for match day minus one morning of the match half time refueling and again after the match so something I didn't actually mention was after the match this is probably your opportunity to actually for me anyway this is something I like to, this is my opportunity to actually just relax and just know that I probably just burnt a hell of a lot of calories during that game I probably need to replace a lot of carbohydrate a lot of calories Um so can I then can I then use this as an opportunity to have fat and um, again quote-unquote like fun foods like go for a pizza, go for a few pints of the boys. Um, This is probably going to be a good opportunity to do this um, because you do need to replace this stuff. Um, Again, hydration after the game again is a given. Um, So, yeah, if any of you guys are looking to kind of set up something like this and you're just unsure as to where to start and what would work for you, then please get in touch, drop me a message, let me know if you want to try and focus on something like this, or even let me know if you've tried something like this before, and it didn't necessarily work for you. And you just want to try and find that approach, because I'm not just kind of coming away with this, because it's something that the elite do. And it's something that it's just icing on the cake. And I know I've used that phrase, but it could honestly, again, unquantifiable for me to actually say right now, but you could realistically just Perform so much better from a skill level standpoint and from a physical and um, performance standpoint if you're able to nail your nutrition in in and around the game. Um, and again, it's something that I've felt over the past couple of months. I've helped a good few clients with performance nutrition, helped rugby players, golfers, footballers. And I've obviously taken advice from a lot of top guys on this. Um, Again, I'll mention Chris Lowe again. His information is is top um, with this kind of stuff. Um, so it's it's something that I believe can have a massive, massive effect. Um, so, yeah, if it's something that you want to have a think about, drop me a message. Um, and once again, guys, appreciate any shares on your stories um, with the podcast. All you need to do is literally just after you finish the podcast, just go on to, I mean, I think this is how you do it. You go into the share button and then just share it on Instagram, share it on Facebook, share it wherever you want. Send it to your friends and send it into your football teams. And, and yeah, I'm sure you'll benefit from this. So cool. I'll catch you later, guys. And cheers for listening.